this is the in focus podcast from the hindu hello and welcome to another edition of the in focus podcast i am your host dee sample on september 14th a two judge bench of justices dy chandrachud and hima kohli assented to several significant amendments to the bcci constitution These amendments had been unanimously approved by the BCCI at its annual general body meeting in December 2019 but the cricket board needed the supreme court's approval for its amendments to take effect and now the approval has come one of the most talked about amendments has to do with the cooling off period for office bearers and the other is to do with disqualification of those holding public office from contesting BCCI elections So what exactly did the BCCI constitution say on these matters and what do the amendments seek to do and do these changes amount to some kind of a rollback of the reforms initiated by the justice aram lodha committee we explore all these questions in detail in this episode and our guest today is amol karhatkar from the hindus sports bureau amol thank you so much for joining us always a pleasure sampath Amol, uh, before we come actually to the Supreme Court order itself, can you give us a quick overview or a background of the events, starting from say the IPL spot fixing scandal, which led to the you know committee of administrators being formed and the formation of the Justice Lodha Committee, and finally the BCCA resolution of uh, December 2019, which passed these amendments, which the Supreme Court has now okayed. Yeah, uh, so Sampath, like you mentioned, it it didn't start with December twenty nineteen. It started actually with in May twenty thirteen with the IPL corruption scandal. Okay, uh, it was followed by uh, allegations by a representative of an alleged sports body. It was an unrecognized sports body, Cricket Association of Bihar, objecting to the BCCI not following its own rule book and filing a case in court. that case resulted in the formation of justice mudgal committee which was handed primary task of ascertaining whether the bcci had faltered in following its own rule book when it came to taking punitive action against two ipl franchises in its report justice mudgal committee had specified that we have observed that the bcci is not run in cohesion with the modern day sports administrative setups and it needs correction that was followed by the supreme court based on the recommendation of justice mudgal committee's report appointing a committee headed by former chief justice of india mr r m loda so justice loda committee was handed a task of suggesting reformative measures or the reforms okay in its recommendations justice loda committee in 2018 submitted a report which was actually uh, supposed to change the face of uh, indian cricket administration and possibly indian sports administration okay but that report was act- there were there were practical problems in implementation of that report so finally in october 2019 bcci did was in so many ways forced to adopt them as much as they could back then and the first thing that the bcci did after a new set of office bearers was in place in 2019 was to call for a annual general meeting or a special general meeting and make amendments to the constitution that could not be implemented because the supreme court enforced constitution had specified 
यू कैनॉट चेंज योर कॉन्स्टिट्यूशन विदाउट आर परमिशन सो बीसीआई अप्रोच द कोर्ट इन डिसम्बर ट्वेंटी प्लेथर ऑफ मैचर्स ओके सम ऑफ देम वेर हार्ड डन बाय समेम वेर दिपिकल इंडियन इश्यू अबाउट हाउ कैन यू स्टॉप मी फ्रॉम कंट्रोलिंग समथिंग दैट आई बीन डूइंग फॉर एवर ओके दैट सॉर्ट ऑफ अ माइंड सेट इज एट द बॉटम ऑफ इट नाउ इट सीम्स दैट मिडिल ग्राउंड हैज बीन रीच बट इन सो मेनी वेज लाइक यू इंटरनेट संपत इफ एन ऑर्डिनरी क्रिकेट फैन हेज टू लुक एट इट येस मोस्ट ऑफ द अलेज्ड रेवोल्यूशनरी मेजर्स हैव बीन टोन डाउन नाउ राइट so you basically saying that the mudgal committee looked into how the bcci was functioning and they wanted some reforms to be done then the justice do the committee came up with those kinds of reformative measures and then those measures were incorporated through the supreme court enforced bcci constitution and once the new set of office bearers came with the bcci enforced constitution the first thing they did was pass a sort of a bevy of amendments which basically were seeking to change all those uh, reforms which had been brought in and those uh, for those changes to be implemented they needed to go back to the supreme court because that's what the supreme court enforced constitution mandated is it right yes perfect okay so now before we go to the actual amendments and so on can you talk a little bit about the bcci's organizational structure from the perspective of which post because there are lots of these committees councils and secretary president treasurer and so on which doesn't make sense to the ordinary cricket fan like who wields what kind of power who is the most powerful uh, committee or person in the bcci as per the existing constitution okay uh, so conventionally sampath uh, the bcci setup was no different than majority of other sports setups in india wherein for the sake of it you have a working committee which administers the governing of the body okay the working committee the erstwhile working committee which is now uh, renamed as apex council okay but it is the president and the secretary that run the show everyone else has to nothing but nod in most of the cases okay so that was how it was designed since the olden bcci constitution did not allow anyone else but secretary to be the official spokesperson or the official signatory or the man in charge in consultation with the president in 2006 when mr sharad pawar was the board president and he tried an administrative overhaul they realized that the bcci rule book in itself does not allow appointment of a ceo so they had to appoint professor ratnagar shetty as a chief administrative officer to ease out uh, the secretary's workload and to actually in so many ways streamline the functioning of the bcci cut to 2016 just before the bcci realized that the committee of administrators appointment through the court is imminent okay they gained moral high ground and appointed the first professional ceo of the board they changed the structure the now the previous constitution before september 14 order the supreme court said that okay it is not the secretary because the secretary is honorary it has to be the ceo who should be running the show that was again a major problem within the bcci realms because for them if we are representing the affiliates we should be controlling the show that was the point okay and now the court has accepted it so effectively to answer your question in short it is the secretary which uh, actually matters quite a lot in the bcci setup in consultation with the president as long as the secretary and president are on the same page 
none of the cricket fans ordinary cricket fans have to bother about what's happening in the bcci the problem happens the problem starts when both of them are actually living their own uh, ego battles in so many ways see is there a separation of powers between the president and the secretary is there any anything which is the president's turf which the secretary cannot encroach upon there is no separation of power in that regard but ultimately the president is the rubber stamp chief okay so for instance for ordinary cricket fans perspective i am saying the secretary has to convene a selection committee meeting national selection committee meeting india's team it is the secretary who is the convener but the team cannot be announced or okayed without the president's approval okay and in most cases it's quite similar it is like the chess queen and king arrangement it's it's more or less the same the king is the uh, president over here he matters the most but he cannot do anything without the secretary support so essentially it is the secretary who runs the show with the president's nod right so now uh, so effectively if you suppose we stop say using the word secretary and if we say king not in the chess terms but actually the word king it will be the same right basically secretary controls everything yes he is the king maker we can say okay now coming to the actual uh, amendments can you talk a little bit about what the bcca's constitution said earlier about the cooling off period and who can contest after how many terms and what the amendment has now changed okay so uh, till 2005 the bcca had an annual term for office bearers okay now since then they switched to this three year terms okay and the old bcca rule was you had to have represented an agm twice as in someone once some state association should have represented you at the agm at least twice to be eligible to be an office bearer that meant that you could not walk from outside and suddenly become a bcci office bearer okay that was the that was the pathway of such, as such there was no cap on uh, tenure number of terms okay or age now in the order that was implemented in 2018 the supreme court had set 18 years at at the most 9 years in the state 9 years at bcci and the first order in 2018 that was passed it had said that you could not have two terms in succession be at a state association or bcci as an administrator then it was contested through the amicus curiae which is the friend of the court in so many ways an impartial lawyer that uh, that meant that there, there would be no continuity every 3 years there would be a new set of office bearers at every state association and at the bcci it did not work out so essentially finally on september 14 the court had, has agreed that if we have done 6 years initially at a stretch two terms of 3 years each you can continue with a maximum of 6 years tenure in the bcci if you suddenly start at the bcci if you start off at the bcci you can't do more than 6 years in succession okay all this is actually at what at the bottom of all this is in indian sports administration which is predominantly uh, treated as cricket administration Uh, there has been a precedent that once someone walks in he or she never leaves most of the times it has been he she didn't not matter in cricket administration so to to actually put a curb on it 
an age cap and a tenure cap had to be put in place. Now it's become slightly convoluted, but since it's just been passed, as the time passes by, we can be sure about it. To answer your next question, I am assuming what your next question would be. Who does it suit? Right, Sampath? Yeah, correct. Yeah. So, uh, in public perception, uh, it would be uh, not far from reality that it is primarily to suit uh, the current president and secretary. That is, Saurav Ganguly as the president and Jay Shah as the secretary. Because both will complete their three years in October 2022. Okay. On October 23, to be precise. So, for them to continue in the BCCI, either in the same role or in reverse role, if they decide to switch roles or don any other hat in the BCCI, they can do that for another term. Because both have had uh, previous stints in the state association. So, if we had to go by the earlier constitution, both of them would have had to serve a cooling off period, which is not necessary now. But even in future... If at all, Saurav Ganguly and Jay Shah continue to be BCCI office bearers. Right now, uh, I have written a story in the Hindu last week itself that it is possible that Saurav Ganguly will be handed some role at the ICC, the International Cricket Council, and Jay Shah will succeed him as the BCCI president. In that case, for now, Jay Shah will continue. But even in future, to maintain the continuity and the whole uh, cricket administrative politics will change in a way that the aspiring candidates will first finish their six years in succession at a state association, then come to BCCI for six years and then for the next three years, they can remote control their own state association like what most of the state associations have been doing for the last four years. Right. So, you, so basically, uh, the president and the secretary, this applies only to the president and the secretary or does it apply to all the other posts, treasurer and every other BCCI post or office? The BCCI's application had stressed on it being applicable only for the post of president and secretary as if they are one step above the rest, the great hierarchical system that we have. But the court has ensured that there is parity. It applies to each of the six members in the apex council right so why should office bearers uh, be allowed to have whatever six plus six twelve years in consecutive terms is this continuity so important uh, do do we have a dearth of talent in the country for uh, administrating uh, the sport the cricket and uh, so what is the, what is the logic what is the supreme court how does the supreme court justify going back on something its own appointed committee had uh, recommended yeah, exactly. And not just recommendation, even an order was passed, but that's uh, passe now, right? The fact of the matter is the Supreme Court appeared to have been convinced that the continuity is important, especially in cricket, with the commerce of cricket. For instance, if you are dealing with a broadcaster or the international governing body with regard to revenue sharing models and all, okay, you need continuity. Okay, that the court accepted. No, for, for if you have an international revenue sharing whatever deal, why do you need continuity in terms of the same person sitting in this post? Another person can take over, right? And do the same thing. Why do you need the same person? But you, you need the same person. It's like, see, it's like in political parlance, okay? A political leader is fed by someone who is not visible on camera while speaking in parliament. It, it cannot happen 
in an ICC meeting wherein only the designated person is allowed in the meeting and he has to negotiate. Okay. So in that regard, this BCCI thrust was on having continuity. At the crux of it, Sampath, it has never been recorded anywhere, but it's all about continuing to actually control something that you can easily do. Okay. And the court also accepted that the same continuity matters in state associations. For instance, it's if one set of office bearers has introduced an infrastructure project. Again, the same logic applies. Just because there is change in government, will everything come back to a standstill? That principle is applicable to cricket administration model also. The same vertical. But for some reason, the court has been convinced with the new amicus curie uh, suggesting that all these things matter quite a lot. At some level, these things had uh, been dragged on forever. It's like the BCCI adopted the new constitution, held their elections, then protested. Okay, so going by the constitution that was in place earlier, the tenure of president and secretary should have been over in mid-2020. But since they were under the impression that they had filed an application to the court and the court was not willing to even hear it to begin with, their whole term was almost sorted. Towards the end of their term, the court has issued an order that lets them to extend their term by three more years if they want. Okay, moving on to the other amendments. The next one is about removing the bar on public servants from holding office. So earlier, uh, according to the Supreme Court in post Constitution 1 understands that MPs and MLAs uh, were not uh, allowed to run for uh, posts of president and secretary, but now they can. Uh, is it what it means? Like, why, why, is it going to be allowing MPs and MLAs back because they're no longer public servants, even though they draw salaries from the taxpayer? Yes, exactly. And uh, funnily enough, the order that was passed in 2018, the Justice Loda recommendation or order, as in Justice Loda's report, had only specified government servants and ministers. Later on, the Supreme Court in one of the hearings modified it and made it more stringent by adding public servant to it. Okay. Now, they have removed that public servant part. It is only applicable to government uh, servants. That is the IAS and IPS officials, as we can say loosely, and uh, people in that bracket, and ministers, be it state cabinet or the union ministers. That means, like you said, Let's take the example of Mr. Raju Shukla. Raju Shukla is a Rajya Sabha MP right now and a sitting BCCI Vice President. If he wants to continue in another office bearer's post right away, he can. And there can be more Raju Shuklas in future. So this is a U-turn by the Supreme Court on its own uh, earlier order. Yes, it modified its own order first and now have gone back to the original Justice Luda recommendation as a matter of fact. Okay. Uh, speaking of Justice uh, Loda recommendations, the, one of the recommendations of uh, the Loda committee was one state, one vote. That was the rule. So what was the logic of the rule then and how did the logic cease to be convincing all of a sudden? Because I understand this one state, one vote rule has also been amended and it's no longer applicable. No, but uh, it was it was actually recommended, but it was not included in the BCCA order in so many ways. Okay. In the court order that was passed in 2018, one state, one vote was recommended but was not passed. Primarily, 
because the cricket setup since cricket was uh, actually uh, supported or encouraged by uh, all these uh, maharajas right indian cricket had multiple domestic teams and associations from same states for instance in maharashtra there are three teams right now mumbai maharashtra and vidarbha in the state of gujarat there are three teams saurashtra vadodara that is baroda and gujarat because saurashtra and uh, baroda were these kingdoms who promoted cricket so they have been given that status uh, in the erstwhile andhra pradesh you had hyderabad as a separate team hyderabad and telangana till the 70s even mysore and karnataka had two different teams but they decided to merge as one team for the sake of karnataka cricket the others did not so come 2017 when someone was a predominant member for 85 years it was eventually decided that it would be imprudent for his voting right to be taken away at the bottom of it was how can you take away a team which has been performing which has been playing separately for all these years then it boiled down to initially even in before the 2018 order was passed there was a proposal that let's convert it into as in the the teams the associations state associations for instance mumbai maharashtra and vidarbha were to have a voting right by rotation all that seemed bizarre and impractical so eventually or essentially the uh, supreme court allowed one state one vote to be discarded for the sake of cricket administration but in other sport that has had to be implemented the bottom line is if for instance gujarat in has three teams if one of the three teams is winning the t- championship okay and it has uh, for instance 50000 active competitive cricketers how can you suddenly tell them to merge into another team and if 15 of those 50000 were to be selected only four or five will be selected will are they actually growing the game or shrinking the game all these arguments uh, are actually as in there can be a devil's advocate for each of these arguments but this is what was agreed upon and it did not happen in september 2022 it happened pre july 2018 right and one of the other approved amendments uh, which were approved by the supreme court was that office bearers from other sports bodies whatever you know kabaddi football other than cricket can also hold posts in the bcci i mean what is the logic of this if you are administering another sport administer that sport no why do you want to also be in bcci no their logic was primarily uh, after it was pointed out that uh, a former india captain was uh, absorbed as uh, an honorary executive board member of golf association okay so based on that how can you stop him from contributing to cricket administration if he wants to so based on that logic uh, see this is only on paper for the sake of so the former india captain could have said no to the golf association <laughs> what does he need to exactly i agree with you i agree with you but it's again in india we cannot really we can try and dissect a court verdict we cannot criticize it right so the fact of the matter is uh, tomorrow if someone is a capable administrator or an able administrator 
he should be allowed seems to be the logic behind it just because he is holding post in another association should not stop him or her from being a cricket administrator but there will be very few real examples of it actually happening in the near future at least right we are running out of time uh, amol one final question before we wind up are all these amendments which have been approved right now are they in keeping with the spirit of the loda committee report and recommendations in your view justice loda himself said that he doesn't see that it has been toned down okay but i think uh, it it is uh, he was trying to be diplomatic or politically correct the essence of the loda recommendations has been lost in so many ways yes there is still the age cap and the tenure cap that is in place but otherwise a lot of the good deeds or the good stuff that justice loda had proposed seem to have been undone there were so many things in the justice loda recommendations that were impractical for instance the biggest problem from state associations perspective is justice loda recommendations were devised with an assumption that the bcci and the state associations run in exactly the same manner which is not at all the case okay so over a period of time the state associations perspective has been absorbed as much as possible but uh, right now all the leeways that indian cricket administrators wanted seem to have been offered to them or most of them have been offered to them that is what makes me feel that the essence of the so called administrative reforms has been lost right thank you so much uh, amol for joining us and for sharing your thoughts and insights pleasure talking to you thanks a lot sampath cheers in focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues in the meantime you can find our podcast on spotify apple podcasts stitcher and other platforms just search for in focus by the hindu we'll see you soon